I'm John Bond. Welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to do some Q&A with yours truly. So I've got a list of questions here. I've got 11 questions. Some of these questions just came in yesterday, actually. So I've pasted them in um, from the email that was sent to me. And uh, I'm going to answer them all today. So um, hopefully you're going to learn something on the way. If there's anything that you're thinking whilst listening that actually you would like the, the answer to, then do send your questions in because I'll address them in the next episode. So let's begin. First question I've got here is, when did you decide you wanted to be a personal trainer? Uh, well, I've got to be careful not to waffle too much because that's kind of like my forte is waffling. However... I do actually need to take you back to when I was 16. So for those of you who don't know me, or those of you who do know me, they probably didn't know this, uh, I was not academic at school. I was terrible. I was always in trouble. I was constantly distracted, distracting other people in the classroom. I wouldn't do my work. And I was imagine, I imagine I was quite a handful for the teachers and a handful of my parents having to go in and speak to teachers and, and obviously be told every parent's evening that I wasn't doing very well. I wasn't academic at all. And I did have learning difficulties, but as I've got older, I've realised that the difficulties came from not finding my passion. So doing something or learning something that I had no interest in. And when I finally found my passion or certainly one of them, one of my main passions, I actually found learning came a lot easier because I really wanted to learn. Uh, I find it like completely impossible to learn about something I have no interest in. My mind just wanders, it can't stay focused. So I was a nightmare at school and I remember going to see the careers advisor and this was, this was actually before the internet or I don't think, we didn't have it at the school at this point. It wasn't something we could access easily. We didn't have it at home. But they had this old computer with a CD that you put on. It was like a careers CD. And the careers advisor set this up for me. And it basically asked me about 100 questions about me and my personality. And it threw out two jobs at the end based on your answers. And the two jobs it threw out was um, working in the military and a fitness coach. Now, the first one, I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, I knew, obviously knew what that meant, what that was, but I thought, oh, my mum's not going to like that. <laughs> She's not going to like me go on, going off and doing that, so probably shouldn't do that. Second one, fitness coach, didn't know anything about it, read the description and thought, yeah, that does sound good, helping people to get fit. I loved sport. I was always active. I couldn't sit still, part of the problem why I was terrible at school. So... I thought this could be a definite, definite viable option. Now, I actually didn't do that straight away because, again, we didn't really have the internet then. So the only way you could kind of 
find out more about something was to go to the library and look at books so you just go to your local library or talk to people and hopefully someone had the answers to what you want to know <laughs> sounds so old school um kind of liked it it was a better world no i don't know but um i i basically di didn't yeah didn't know how to pursue that that kind of that dream or that passion so nothing really came of that now, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, all my failures between then and then later on, because I did a few different things at college and, and wasted my time doing those. And then eventually, I signed up to do, it's basically a level two gym instruction course, but it was spread over a year, an entire college a year at Chichester College. And I loved it. It was the first thing that I'd done, other than GCSEPE, because I did really enjoy GCSEPE. It was the first thing that I just really enjoyed doing and I was quite happy to go away, go away and, and learn and you know if I had a manual or a book I, I actually quite enjoyed reading it which was for me was just unheard of like I'd never read a book until that point never um, even though I was supposed to for things you know I remember having to do a book review for my English GCSE uh, and I chose Jaws because my dad had the book Jaws and I just watched the movie, <laughs> wrote my book review on it um, from watching the movie. Anyway, um, so I did the course. I became qualified gym instructor. It also incorporates circuit training. And then I started to work at, I, I just dropped into my local leisure centre. I said, look, I'm qualified. Uh, have you got any work? They Took, they didn't actually have any gym instructors, but they had recreation assistant spaces going or uh, vacancies. So I started working as a recreation assistant. They would also use me in the gym because I had that qualification. And I loved it. Again, it was the first job that I'd had working in a, a sort of sporting environment. Just felt great for me. I was on my feet. I wasn't sat behind a desk, sat behind a computer. I was interacting with people, which I enjoyed doing. I was always good at. So, it, yeah, it was, the, it was the first time I really sort of... I don't know, like found my forte, I suppose. And it was it was a good feeling. You know, I, I was a bit of a lost soul, I think, up until that point. I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. And I would be pursuing avenues that weren't my passion, but I just kind of thought would lead to a good salary or lead to interesting work, I suppose, but never materialised into anything. So I don't want to jump ahead because some of the questions will probably address this, but... What I learned from that experience is, for me personally, it is so important to find something that uses your passion. You know, get a job that uses your passion. And, you know, we often say at Storm Fitness Academy, make your passion your profession. And that's because that's what I did. And, it, and it's worked. And I have no regrets about that. It's been the best decision I could have possibly have made. Uh, it just makes work seem like, you know, you hear that expression, don't you? Um, oh, what is it? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, the expression that says something like, you know, find a job you love and you never work a day in your life. Now, yeah, it's a bit extravaganza, that, that sort of expression. I think I just made that word up, extravaganza. No, it's not the right word anyway. But what I'm saying is, is it's a, a little bit elaborate because obviously you there's still work. Work is work at the end of the day. You still have to do things sometimes you don't want to do. However, most of the time, it's great. I enjoy it. I like it. I like what I do. And it's it just feels so meaningful. And I, for me, I think finding a purpose and meaningful work was life-changing because I'd, God knows what I'd be doing if I didn't find this. So 
there we go. So that's that's when I decided to be a personal trainer. And obviously, I did the level two gym, and and then I just started investing my own money. So I, I every time I earned money at the leisure centre, I'd invest it back into myself. Don't get me wrong; I still had some fun times too. Loved the night out with the uh, with the staff, but uh, I did just keep reinvesting back into myself. So I did my level three. I actually did my level three personal training course twice because I did it. I paid for myself to do it, and then a few years later. I, I just wondered if there was any new material or content. So I did it again. Uh, and there was actually, so um, you don't have to do that. That's just something I did. Um, I did exercise referral, cardiac rehabilitation. I did a sports psychology diploma. I did loads of stuff. And from there, I started to get such an interest in it. And I was doing personal training. I was really enjoying it. I loved working with people. I loved helping people achieve goals. That was great because that had worked for me. And um, I then decided, God, you know, if I want to be as good as I can be, like, what, what do you think the next step is? So then I decided to get a degree. You know, I've gone on to get a master's. I'm a qualified teacher now because I teach trainers to be trainers. So you need to be a qualified teacher for that and assessor. So I've done loads of stuff, but I am still an active personal trainer. And uh, yeah, it's an awesome job. So next question, what line of work were you doing before taking the leap? So I guess before I did my level two gym instruction, I would have just been doing sort of part-time jobs because I was at college and things like that. Because I I did that course when I was 18 and I, I'm i 44 now. <laughs> so that was a long, God Christ, what is that? That's 26 years, isn't it? 18, 20, 44. Yeah, 26 years. So 26 years ago. And I mean, I did everything back then, part-time jobs, because you didn't really care what it was. You just wanted money when you were younger. Um, so I, you know, I worked in a sandwich factory. I remember working in a sandwich factory and I'd, you'd be stood in front of a conveyor belt and a slice of bread would go past and you'd like put some tomatoes on it. And the person next to you would like put some cucumbers on it. <laughs> and then uh, the next person, you know, whatever, put some mayo on it. And, um, and then they were like, right, we're going to do ham and cheese now. And then the, the ham would come out and the cheese and my God, I mean, some of the jobs I think back to that I did, actually, I have no regrets. I mean, they were incredibly boring, some of them. And so that was very, very hard with my personality type. Uh, that was torturous. But what it taught me, it gave me a lovely contrast. Because whenever I have doubts about what I'm doing, like even now, if I, you know, if I start finding something a little bit tricky to do with business, you know, I'm struggling a bit trying to figure something out. I always think back to, I could be chucking slices of cucumber onto a slice of bread as it goes past. So, um, you know, there are there are some seriously worse alternatives to what I'm doing right now. And um, so I guess, you know, that's kind of what I was doing before, before taking the leap. What was the trigger that made you decide to take action? Uh, as I probably covered already, that was my passion. It was just following my passion. And you do hear that a lot. And I think, I think most parents will, will do that now, won't they? They'll say to their kids, look, you know, we've got to find something you enjoy doing. And that is important. Now, obviously, you've got to be slightly realistic because just because, like, if you enjoy, if you enjoy going for walks in the countryside, doesn't necessarily mean you'd enjoy taking other people for walks in the countryside. You probably would. But when you're, when you're talking about making your passion your profession, you do have to think, well, 
it's not always going to be you getting paid to do exactly what you were doing before you were getting paid and that you enjoy doing. It's just channeling it. You know, I love health and fitness. I love reading books about how to become fitter and healthier. I love listening to podcasts about how to become fitter and healthier. I love watching YouTube videos about becoming healthier and fitter. I love talking to my friends and my network of other fitness enthusiasts and sharing ideas and 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 I and I love and I love doing it. I love getting in the gym and I love getting on the downs and I love getting on the bike and I love even taking my kids, you know, into my cabin and and you know teaching them how to do pull-ups and chin-ups and so I I just love all that. So being able to have a career where I mean, obviously now I teach it, but having a career where I help other people nurture that interest in being a fitter, healthier version of themselves is is wonderful. I mean, it really is. Like, I know I've already said it, but I, I honestly think I would have been a bit of a lost soul if I hadn't found this. Um, and, and this is important. And I'm not saying there's nothing else I could do with my life. You know, there's other little things that I've I've had a little go at. Um, which I'll probably share in another podcast, some interesting facts about me that you might not know. Um, But uh, essentially, anything I've ever done that I've enjoyed, it's because A, I could do it really well, uh, and B, is it's it's utilising a part of my personality that I like. So something about myself that I like. And I like my passion for health and fitness. I think it's important. And it's a real privileged job to be able to not only help other people become fitter and healthier, but teach other people to do the same. So, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say I'm living the dream, um, but it, it, it sounds a bit, a bit uh, I was going to say a bit American, although that's racist. Is that racist? A bit American, but um, no, it's it's great. It really is. I mean, I, I technically I am living the dream, aren't I? Because I, I love what I do. And that is living the dream. What is the training like? Um, okay, so now for me, well, for me, I did. I started obviously with a college course, as I said. So I think I was in three days a week, three full days a week for a whole year, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but that's not possible for everyone now. And it did. It was a it that barrier for entry for a lot of people can stop somebody potentially making their passion their profession. So. Although that worked for me at the time, and then I've done lots of add-on courses since. I've done stuff online. I've done stuff face-to-face. I've done stuff one-to-one. But the way we do it at Storm Fitness Academy now is we have something called blended learning. So you can you can do it all online. So we have a state-of-the-art e-learning platform. You work your way through the videos. Most of the videos are me. Hello. Um, <laughs> uh, so you'll see me a lot. Um, you'll also see there's some videos of George in there. He works for Storm Fitness Academy as well. Um, he's also a good good friend of mine. And uh, there's content you work through. And there's assessments that you do at the end of each section. But the beauty about what we do at Storm Fitness Academy, <laughs> blowing my own trumpet there, aren't I? But no, seriously, because we do we do we mystery shop. This is something that you know you guys should do if, when you start your own fitness business. Bit of mystery shopping. Find out what are other people doing. And I know that we stand out. Uh, I know we do. And, um, you know, they always talk about when you set up a business, what's your USB? And it's very hard to come up with a USB, which is a unique selling point. And every company will say that they've got a unique selling point. But 
honestly, like when you run a business and you are the face of the business and you're the heart and soul of the business, that is your USB because nobody else has that. You can honestly say that no other company has that. No other company has me as the face of their business. And I'm gonna, blow, I'm, I, I am gonna blow my own trumpet here. I'm gonna, I have got qualifications coming out my ears. Um, I've been doing this for over 25 years. I am qualified to degree a master's. I've worked with professional athletes. I was the sports scientist for Brighton Hove Albion under Dean Wilkins um, back in, I think it's 2006, I think. Um, obviously, I'm a qualified teacher, so I can, I know how to teach this stuff. Um, and I and I love it. I live and breathe it. You know, anyone that lives around my area that knows me, you know, some of our students I've bumped into, they see me over the downs. You know, <clears throat> they see me at the gym, so they know that I live and breathe this stuff. So, having someone take you through your qualifications that you can you can contact when you get problems, ask questions, etc. That is has been there, done it, got the t-shirt, and still doing it. And I suppose that's the other thing as well, like, there's probably a lot of trainers out there that gave up, um, and I've still been doing my thing <laughs> since, what is it, 1999. So, um, and yeah, this is what I do. Uh, I, I've always said, this will be me forever, I won't do anything else, I can't imagine doing anything else, but, you know, never say never, who knows, but, um, it will certainly, it will always be in my life. I'll always be, whether I get paid, whether I, I just one day just do it all for free, but whether I get paid to do it is, you know, a different story, but I'm always going to be inspiring and helping other people to become fitter and health, healthier, for sure, always, forever and ever and ever. Okay, so uh, that question, what is the training like? Um, so from Storm Fitness Academy's point of view, it's, um, online learning when you get stuck you can reach out to me via whatsapp you get my whatsapp number when you begin um, you can obviously email i send screen videos voice notes um, detailed answers to your questions signpost each other resources and then if you want to see me you can come down and take advantage of the workshops that you get included in your course as well so anyone people that are local take advantage of that but then often we've had people like you know people in Dubai studying with us and they'll just tie it in with a little holiday down to the UK so that's that option is available to you as well so if you are listening to this and you don't live in this country and you think well that's not possible for me to come and see John face to face you can just tie it in with a nice little visit to the UK come down to sunny Sussex right next question what's the best thing about being a PT well, I think I've probably covered it really, haven't I? But do you know what? It's so one of the reasons I don't work as with professional athletes anymore. Um, when I worked as a sports scientist, it was very much expected of you from the athletes, which are technically like the customers. It was all just sort of taken for granted what you do. And it, I mean, obviously, I was working with football players. And uh, apologies to football players listening, but it was a bit like working with kids. You know, um, it it felt like sometimes it it felt like behaviour management. You know, like teaching a class of students that didn't want to be there. <laughs> so it felt sometimes because they just want to play football. They don't want to do all the other stuff. 
might be different now. Might there might be a bit more professional. If I was training David Beckham, maybe it'd be a bit different. But I wasn't. Um, I mean, these were you know paid players, but uh, it was a different experience. So it was very much expected to you know you were you were like a member of staff to them because that's what I was. Now, when you work with the general public, you they're paying you and they're paying you well to help them get results. And when they get the results, they're so thankful. So you get text messages, you get, obviously you can see it in their face. You When you're, I mean, I, I'm big on keeping a training log. So when I'm training somebody, I'm always keeping data or showing them how much better they're getting. And that training log, you know, showing it to me going, look, this is what you're doing when you started. This is what you're doing now. You know, fitness assessments. This is the, when we first tested you, this is what you're getting now. And just seeing that elation and them lighting up and, and seeing the transformation in them. Their posture gets better because you train them, you know, to, to have better posture. But then I swear they just get better posture from having more self-confidence. They stand more upright, you know, head held high, chest out, shoulders back, all that sort of stuff. So I think the, the, the best thing about being a PT, it has to be the impact it has. It is meaningful work. And I think that that is the number one thing. But I mean, I could talk about loads of stuff. I mean, like I say, the money's pretty good. Um, <laughs> the I like being my own boss. That's extremely important. I, I, I love autonomy. I love to be able to go, I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to do that tomorrow, this, whatever. And, you know, you build up a nice little friendship with your clients as well. And they, they get to know you and normally stuff about your family and what have you. So they'll be asking after your children and... And they'll even remember their birthdays and things like that. So that's really sweet. And it's it's like getting paid to hang out with some people that you care about um, and, you know, and interact. And I don't know. It's just I've had so many times where I used to get this a lot when I trained clients outdoors. I would look around and I'd be like, I cannot believe I'm getting paid for this. And then I'd have those little contrasts about when I've done other jobs that I detested and think, oh wow, you know, I've really landed on my feet here. But obviously, I didn't really land on my feet because I grafted to get there. But you still have to take those moments and just be grateful at how how good your life is. And uh, you know, I talk to uh, the students that that graduate through Storm, and you know, we stay in contact and I hear about what they're up to now. And and they're like, you know, they they thank me. I oh, thank you so much for making this happen. It's like, well, you did the work. But I take it anyway. <laughs> it's always nice to hear that gratitude. Uh, okay, so let's move on then. That's the best thing about being a PT. What is the hardest thing about running your own business? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, well, I mean, so for a lot of people, I think they might say motivation, but I've never struggled with that because the more you put in, the more you get out. So you get a kind of instant reward. Um, when you're self-employed so no it's, it's, not, it's not that it's not going to be motivation the hardest thing about running your own business um well I suppose sometimes but oh, again I like this <laughs> um but sometimes it's the fact that the buck stops at you there you haven't got a boss that you can turn to uh and I guess you can't just walk out on it can you like I suppose in theory if you had a I was going to say if you had a real job <laughs> proper job if you had a proper job, you know, where you're on like payroll and uh, you've got an annoying boss you've got to answer to, you could one day just go, I've had enough and just walk out and never go back. Um, and that would be a bit trickier to do, wouldn't it? You know, if you 
walking away from all your clients, but I don't know anyone that's ever done that, wanted to just walk away from it all. But um, I guess that could happen. So I suppose that might be it. If you're the sort of person that wants to keep talking to someone to you know, ask for advice, get help, that might be struggle because you won't have a boss, you won't have a line manager, usually, when you're a self-employed personal trainer. But you'll have a network, so you'll create your own little network. You know, if you're working with Storm, you've got me, um, you've got George as well, works here. He's great, full of great advice. If you haven't listened to that podcast with George in it, listen to it. Um, I'm going to get him on more often. I like to get him on every week, actually. He's a good good talker, good guy. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's what I would say. Probably the hardest thing about running your own business is not having a line manager to speak to, potentially. What's your favourite bit of gym kit? What's your favourite bit of gym kit? Circuit exercise. And why? Okay, so I think this question is basically what's my what what what's my favourite bit of kit and potentially type of exercise and why? Ooh, um so I love um I've got a oh, this is gonna be really hard to just talk about one thing here, but I quite like minimalistic training, um, and I don't mean minimalistic training as in like using nothing, but I'm not bothered about having all these like numerous different resistance machines. Um, yeah, lots of lots of different types of cardio. There's a handful of things I like to get really good at. So it, it, in my my studio, I've got my garden, my cabin, whatever you want to call it, where I PT. Um, I've got a uh, a squat rack so it's it's like a you know a power rack where you can do pull-ups on it i've got bars for dipping i can squat in it i can bench press in it you know overhead press i'm gonna do a number of different things in there you can attach bands to it etc that is awesome like the day i got that built that put that in the cabin that was a happy day you know i very 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 happy with that so if you if you have some space that you can pt clients I'll definitely get one of those because the I think it was it was less than a grand and it will last forever. I mean, what an investment! It will last forever. And even if you stop PTing, you think um, you know have a little break from PT, you've got it for you in your own training. So that's great with obviously the barbells and the plates. Amazing, love that. Um, so I'd say that's probably if I had to pick, that would be my number one. Um, and then I've got some like you know I've got I've got tons of stuff, but. The stuff that I got that just kind of luxury add-ons, like I've got dumbbell racks now from, you know, starting from nothing up to uh, 40 kilos of my heaviest dumbbells. And they're just so useful for just, you know, grabbing and, and cracking on sort of thing. So, and, you know, progressing and regressing through the weights. So I like my dumbbell rack. I've got kettlebells again, starting from like four up to 44. Um, they're great, love kettlebell training. Um, I've got a suspension trainer. I don't use that as much for my own training, but I'll use that for clients, um, teaching them how to use their body weight, etc. Um, but anyway, I, the question was, what was my favourite? And I would say it's just a good old-fashioned squat rack with a barbell and plates. Okay, uh, what's the one thing you would tell your younger self if you could on this PT journey? Oh, that's such a good question, isn't it? The one thing you would tell your younger self if you could on this PT journey. Right, well, I, I'm quite happy with where I am. 
So I don't have regrets as such. So it's difficult for me to go, you know, I want to go back and tell my younger self to do things differently because I do really like where I've ended up. I might, do you know what, I might have said to myself at a younger age to learn more about sales and learning how to define your target audience and and reach your target audience because I when I started I was a very much a generalist personal trainer and I would just I would just help anyone and I would try and sell people personal training rather than results so for example if I decided to very early on in special specialize in working with older people so I was exercise referral qualified, had a cardiac rehabilitation qualification. I used to teach an over 50s group exercise class. So I could have focused on that target market. I was qualified. I've always been, I was going to say I'm always quite good at talking to older people. I, I, don't, I don't know what qualifies that, but as in I've just, I've got experience of it and I enjoy it. I like chatting to, to older people. Those have got interesting stories and good life advice, etc. So and my mum brought me up to be polite and what have you, so I'd always get the feedback that, um, you know, oh, John's a nice lad, isn't he? He's a nice, nice young man. And, um, and, and I am most of the time. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I could have focused on those guys. So what I would have been, if I, want, if I was going to be a bit more business-minded about things back then, I would have been like, okay, so what do that target market read watch listen to where do they go that's they're the places i want to get my get my name out there you know i they're, they're, i would want to be making sure i appeared in the magazines they read i would be wanting to write articles based on how to you know how to increase your longevity or you know you talk to older people to find out what their what their, what are the things they worry about what are their fears and how can i create an exercise program or a you know health and fitness program that's going to address those fears and, and solve their problems so and it can sound very cutthroat all this but it, it's not actually because if you think about it you're creating a business that is helping people enrich their life and solve their problems everyone's got fears everyone's got anxieties insecurities and if you can create a business that genuinely helps people overcome those then and you get paid for doing that. I mean, that's that's a nice that's a nice existence. So I think if I'd yeah talk to my younger self, I'd go like right, John, you've got all these qualifications, which is great because it gave me loads of confidence and it helped me. St- it really did help me stand out from everybody. Every sorry, everybody else because I could just on my CV it was like all this stuff that I had. I could engage in a conversation about health and fitness and hold my own really well because I knew so, so much. So, uh, but I would say, right, John, you've got all this stuff. You're going to have to pick something now, pal. <laughs> who you, who do you best serve? Who can you best serve? Who do you want to help? You know, and get really good now at focusing that specific target audience. So I think that's what I'd say to my younger self. And like I said, it's, it's been okay, but it's, you know, it, it, I would have fast-tracked my career to being probably a bigger authority and... And essentially a bigger income, um, but you know, <laughs> I've done all right. But that's my advice to younger self, and and any of you guys that are starting on starting on board now, you know, start thinking about your who you best serve. And it might mean you've got to generalize before you specialize. You got to work with quite a few different people first to figure out 
who you really good at helping or who do you like hanging out with uh, we had um chris hendy on the podcast a little while back and he said i'm pretty sure it was chris he said something about think about the people that you quite like hanging out with and quite like chatting to because that's going to be a good customer for you to work with on an ongoing basis you know because if you decided that oh i reckon there's a good time i reckon there's a good market for helping um whoever i was going to think of um think of a very specific audience but then it would sound a bit derogatory if i start slagging them off but you might pick a very specific target audience and go right there's a big market for that but you don't like them you don't relate to them that's going to make that job hard so think about that um right next question what what's been most helpful for your career oh right so honestly the thing that moved me forward and this is going to be a bit annoying i think for people to hear because it, it 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 is it is a bit annoying but it's just the way the world is so they got to a point where i kept reading reading and reading and doing more courses doing more qualifications and i always i always thought that that next course that next qualification was going to be the thing that suddenly launched me into stardom or whatever <laughs> i don't know what i was i just wanted to be like the best i could be now there was a point in my career where i knew enough you know i really knew enough and what i should have done was i suppose this is something i could have told my younger self um but what i should have done was now learn how to get myself out there so how to build my brand how to understand a bit more about sales and marketing and things like that um now it was a long time before i started to actually look at that stuff and when i did that that then took took things to the next level for me it it really did so i went and saw i actually went and saw a business mentor and this was years back and i remember her name claude and when i went to see her she was asking me all these questions and my answer was no to them all you know have you got this have you set this up have you done this have you and everything was no and i was feeling very embarrassed and very ashamed and uh and I kind of, you know, I almost got rinsed, really. And, but it meant there was so much for me to work on that was going to take things to the next level. And slowly, over time, I worked away at all these things that I should have had in place as a business owner. And, um, yeah, and that's, the rest is history, really. So, the, the thing that's been the most helpful for my career, being, being as good as I could be with all the training, experience, qualifications, that is really helpful. Like I, could, I couldn't have done it without that stuff because it gave me the confidence and it gave me the ability to be able to do what I do. If I, got, if, I got, if I was on TV getting interviewed as a health and fitness expert or professional, I'd be all right. I could hold my own. And these, these new guys that are just qualifying and have learned sales and are focus their time and attention on that more than anything they are making a killing i'm sure but they've probably got some serious imposter syndrome and i should imagine at some point they are going to get found out you know they're going to be or they probably just hide behind their their screen or whatever but if they were 
in front of a lot of people and questions are fired at them, they get found out, whereas I wouldn't. And um, that being said, you do still have to learn about the sales and running a business and all that sort of stuff because that can be quite stressful. There's a book called The E-Myth and uh, I read that years ago and it said in there, just because you're the master of your trade. So imagine you're the best fisherman in the world. Someone goes, you shouldn't be working for this company you should run your own fishing company well just because you're the best fisherman in the world or fisher 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 them fisher whatever it's called now then you that then that means that you're not necessarily the best person to run a fishing business so running a fishing business and being a fisher person um doesn't they're two very different things so i guess you can't just expect, oh, this is this is that waffle that I warned you about at the start. I'm waffling already. Just focusing all your time and attention on being the best you can possibly be with regards to your trade, which is, you know, working as a coach or a personal trainer, um, is it's not the only thing you should be spending your time on. You should be spending some of that time learning how to operate and run a business and getting that business out there and I'm going to talk about that in another episode because I could go into one about that now and I'd really like to actually but (laughs) this will be too long otherwise but um, what I'll talk about is that the sort of three things that I think any fitness business should be working on at any one time and that is working on your sales working on your systems and working on your service so uh, I'll talk about that in another episode so anyway I went to see that business mentor and I've seen several since, by the way, so I've probably seen five or six mentors now. They've all offered different things. and But what I've learned from all of them is, well, those three things, actually, the importance of developing your sales, developing your service, and developing your system. So, um, But I'll talk about that in another podcast. What have been your highs and lows? Um, so highs, highs always, I mean, like... T- do I say this? Turning over enough income and what well, profiting enough income that you become comfortable and you don't worry about money. And, you know, I remember back in the day, like having a menu and just choosing the cheapest thing on there because I didn't have much money and just worrying, worrying about money. Money, money is, yeah, it's not nice when you don't have much money. It's, 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 I, I wouldn't want to go back to that. Now, you know, my mum brought me up to sort of, you know, really talk about money and what have you. So I don't really want to go into one about that. But, you know, I'm comfortable. I have a, I have the life that I want and I can do the things I want. And that is definitely part of, part of a high. Now, you might, that might not have been the answer you wanted. You might want me to start talking about how wonderful it is that I get to help people, etc. And I, And that is wonderful. But the fact that I can get paid enough to give me a nice life, nice life and lifestyle and freedom from fear of poverty and love what I do, you know, getting paid to do, getting paid enough or well, whatever you want to call it, to do what I love, that combination, that's that's a high. That is a high right there. That's a, that's a continuous high. Um, one-off highs? There's been so many. I mean, God, like finishing my masters. I found my masters so difficult, so so difficult. 
So finishing that was a big high. I didn't get my degree. Like I said, I was not academic at school, so that was tough for me, but I got them. Um, I when I when I got when I got to work for Brighton Hove Albion Football Club, you know, working with professional athletes. I think I probably talked about it a lot to my friends, and one of them they asked about it. They were interested. So, oh, and uh, taking my dad to this is a good one. Well, I think it is. <laughs> um, I used to get a VIP card, so I could I'd go to the games and I could go in the VIP area and I could eat the food and drink the beer, etc. Um, all free. And I remember like, my dad was a big Brighton fan, and. Uh, taking him to the game and going into the VIP area and just going, yeah, go dad, you know, have some food, have a beer, you know, <laughs> uh, that was, that was a proud moment. Cause I think he was probably proud of me and, um, you know, I could tell, uh, and sort of bumping into players and we bumped into, um, Dennis wise, uh, and, uh, actually I remember bump- bumping into Gus Poye, but he wasn't, this is so long ago. He wasn't actually the Brighton manager. He was. He would have been managing the team. I can't remember the team now. But anyway, um, so just sort of like, you know, that would have been like a a, a kind of pinnacle of my career uh, in a way. And, and bringing my dad into that, that was nice. That was really nice. Um, but it's 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 you know what? It's the little it's the little highs that you get quite regularly, and that is clients becoming better versions of themselves, them realizing it, and then looking at you. And their facial expressions, their body language, their gratitude and their praise, the text messages, that's that's their big highs. All right, so what are the lows being? Uh, well, it's probably the obvious one, really. Uh, you can probably guess what it is. Um, it was COVID, I think. COVID was a low point. I, uh, I mean, I don't like being locked in. <laughs> I do not like being locked in. Um, that, that was a stressful time. That was a hard time for training providers and it was a hard time for personal trainers because nobody really knew what was going on. Obviously, gym shut. We didn't know whether, you know, as a training provider, like what next? Now, obviously, business owners have to be very good at adapting and pivoting, etc. which, you know, I did. I did some of that, but there was a big part of me that was just like, oh, you know, maybe this is time to try something different. Maybe this is, you know, God's way of saying this is something, you know, it's time to move on to something else or get a stable job again, you know, <laughs> getting a, a regular, a regular income or whatever. Um, so that, that was a tough time. Lots of self-doubt, lots of conversations with the family. Um, obviously, you know, some of us that, that were self-employed, we didn't get a furlough or anything. So that was tricky no sales coming in who wants to call who wants to train to be a personal trainer when gyms are shut you know um so that was tough clients couldn't train with you because of the social distance distancing um so you know we were having to do stuff online and that was a tough time but what you will find out find from all these things oh and also you know those that you know me well i put on i probably put on if you're working stones, uh, maybe like two, two and a half stone, you know, so I got got quite tubby and um, that was from, that was from probably the one, the dopamine hit of eating food. So I'd eat, I'd just eat <laughs> and drink um, to get the dopamine release because I guess I was feeling a bit low about what was going on with COVID, etc. I don't know, but... Um, that 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 certainly happened. So that would be a big low for me. 
Come out the other end though. Still got still got some of the timber to lose though. Christ, it takes a while to get rid of that. Uh, and I'm a personal trainer. I'm a, I have a master's in this stuff. That's the thing. Education doesn't cover it all, does it? It's still trying to put that stuff into practice is tough. Um, so that's my biggest low. Any this is the last question. Any words of advice for others thinking of training to become a PT? Yeah, so of course, it's what I do. <laughs> I've got loads of advice on that. Um, like if you think about me, if you think about the students that I work with, my graduates, none of them have ever told me they regretted it, ever. Like no one's ever, I think it's a bit like training, isn't it? Like no one's ever, no one ever regrets a workout, ever. Like you don't want to do it. Sometimes the fear of getting out there and going for the run or going down the gym, the anxiety of it, all that stuff, that, that can be, that can be tough. It can be hard to overcome that. But then every time you make it happen, you do it, you always go, oh, I'm so glad I did that. And I honestly think it's the same when you do your, your PT qualifications. You know, and there might be times where you're doing it and you're juggling that whilst being a mum, a dad, you know, you might be doing another college course. There's other things going on in your life, uh, COVID, um, that make it more challenging because of your other commitments, etc. But you still will come out the other end with my support and you know the, the help of my team, and you'll always be glad that you did it. And now, obviously, those that go on to actually channeling it into creating their own fitness business and they they love what they do and they're making good money doing what they do. You know, some of the guys are going on to do an online PT and making a killing, turning over crazy money. Obviously, they're they're very happy. They're loving what they're doing there. Um, but even if you don't, even if you just go, I just want to do it as a way to top up my income, or maybe you're not the main breadwinner in your family, and you, but you just want to, you want to bring something in, but you don't want to just go and get any old job. You want to do something that channels your passion. This is the, it's the perfect thing for that. You get your qualifications, you get your, you get your insurance, which is cheap it's not expensive your, your insurance that you get per year it's like 60 70 pounds and then you can just go do it you can start taking money off people to help them achieve their goals such a fun job you don't need a venue you can do what i did i spent two years training people outdoors and in their homes loved it absolutely loved it and my circumstances changed because i got a base a home it was like well might as well put a studio in the garden um, so that's when my circumstances there change. But you don't need that. You can just do it in homes and gardens and just get yourself started. And the, the world's your oyster. You can take so many sidesteps in this industry. You know, you could, I mean, look at me. I train people to do it. I've been doing it for such a long time and I'm so qualified and that it, it, it was the obvious progression for me. And it's just an excuse to talk about my favourite passion, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's this, I see it as the same thing. Training people to be fitter and healthier or training people to help people get fitter and healthier, it's kind of the same thing. It, it's, it's my passion. So my advice is if you're in a job and you're going don't know if this is for me then it's probably not <laughs> it's probably a good chance it's not for you then just have a go you've only got one life haven't you uh, i know this is probably over over you statement but you have you've only got one life it's not a rehearsal this is it and 
if you're if you're on your deathbed looking back over your life you're not you're never going to beat yourself up over having a go at doing something that you think you'd love you know I imagine actors get this, you know, actors that want to be in big movies and they go after their dream and maybe they don't quite, you know, they don't, they aim for the stars, but they hit the moon. Maybe they don't quite get to be the lead in a big movie, but they have an interesting career anyway. They're not going to be on a deathbed looking back going, oh, I wish I just took that safe, secure job, you know, working behind a computer or whatever it may do. Um, they're, they're not, they're not going to regret that, but they might if they take the choice to just stay in that safe, secure job, that's just kind of okay. I mean, if you hate your job, get out. You know, like literally, life is too short. If you hate your job, get out. Um, it it's not worth it. You know, there's 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 science there's science out there that shows that your the synapses in your brain that you know release hormones that make you feel good. If they become dormant for too long, they atrophy and it becomes harder to get happy. So if you stay unhappy for too long, it's going to be harder to get happy again. So if there's something that's making you unhappy, i.e. your job, change it. I mean, I refuse to do anything now that will make me unhappy. I've had times in my life where I've been unhappy because of certain things. And now I just, I've removed those things from my life. And if your job is making you unhappy and you know that you are very passionate about health and fitness and you think you'd quite enjoy helping other people do the same, talking about it, watching it, reading it, learning it, you know what I'm going to say. Make your passion your profession. All right, there we go. So that's 11 questions I've gone through there. Keep the questions coming in though, guys, because I, I, I quite enjoy answering them. And, um, you know, I've got a wealth of experience that I'm more than happy to share with you. Now, if you're wanting to take the next step, then obviously, you know, reach out. Go to the website, www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk. Submit a contact form. That's going to come to me and I'll, I'll get back to you. And uh, we can have a chat over the phone if you like. Or we can have a WhatsApp conversation, email conversation. I can just send you the links that you need to enroll onto your chosen course. So anyway, told you I'd work told you I'd have a waffle up <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day now if you enjoyed today's episode something you can do for me is subscribe to my show and if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content then please share it with them too you can also head over to our socials and follow us on TikTok, Instagram Facebook and YouTube but if you're ready to take that next step visit our website www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk fill out a contact form that will come straight to me I will contact you shortly afterwards and I look forward to speaking to you then